0: So praise the Lord, we're going to uh, uh, just get into the word this morning and, and uh, forgive us if we go a little bit over time, but there's some good things occurring and I believe um, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll not miss a single thing. Amen? Amen. As, we, as we've uh, been away and I, I, I just recognise that God's design for mankind and our redemption is, is that, uh, and we should all recognise Uh, And come to realise that in Christ, we are in God's family. And uh, we cannot behold the truth until we come and uh, uh, grasp that amazing grace uh, that reveals the Father's love. Okay, I just want to mention the Father's love. Okay, Jesus came and revealed the Father. He didn't come and reveal God. He revealed the Father. And that's something we need to to just really sort of uh, uh, lock in on this morning. Um, And of course, 1 John uh, three one, great verse. Sometimes we used to sing it, Behold what manner of love. But what a great verse. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. Knowing of God is one thing, but... Knowing as a father, God, is when we start walking in our highest reality in relationship with God, and that is as sons and daughters. That's the highest reality. Do you see him as a father? Do you cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy, Lord, do you? You know. And, um, you know, testimony of my father was uh, my own physical father. Um, He uh, would have, uh, I would say, probably... Uh, because of his, his uh, appreciation for getting saved himself in 1986 and then seeing my, uh, my wife Rosemary and I going through into ministry and, and uh, he was blessed by that. He saw his, his youngest son uh, you know, pursuing uh, a ministry and I know his heart was always warmed by that and he got saved himself and of course he warmed even more and uh, I believe glowed. And There were some times there where he felt that he needed to support us and help us a little bit. And, um, and I remember, you know, he would say, is there anything you need? He'd just say it, you know, is there anything you need? You know, we. I remember one time we said, well, the washing machine's just broken down. And he bought us a new washing machine, you know, what a great dad. And uh, we, we would have been washing in the hand basin, I think, if it hadn't been for that. But uh, nice to get a new washing machine, dad bought it. And I remember just as, after he's passed away, I remember the Lord saying to me just so very, very preciously, just quietly in my spirit, he said, Is there anything you need? There's that intimacy with him that we all need, is, is that we can, you know, he's a father and he wants to bless us, he wants to provide for us, he wants to show us what he can do, but we've got to lean on him and lean in. Amen. And do that intentionally. We need to know and believe the love that God has for us. It's possible to be a recipient of God's love, but not have a revelation of it. An understanding of how deep it goes, how deep it is. But when we do, it will equip us to love one another. And uh, we need to get onto that and reach a world that desperately needs to know, and uh, and feel and know God's love. And uh, that's what we're here for. Amen. Is reaching those people that are outside. One John um, uh, chapter four. And uh, verse 15 to 17 says if anyone confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God and we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us God is love whoever abides in love abides in God and God in him in this way love has been perfected among us so that we have confidence on the day of judgment for in this world we are just like him. What a great word. What we should see here is, is that John is saying that knowing and believing God's love for us is another level of Christianity that we should go to. Knowing and believing the love that God has for us. Amen. A Deeper assurance of God's great love for us is so important. You know, John goes on to say that that assurance, that deeper revelation of his great love for us will give us confidence even in the day of judgment. So, what judgment? What day of judgment's that? Ooh, what, what are we talking about? Judgment? Who's scared of the day of judgment? No hands up, I'm glad. I'm glad. Who's scared of the day of judgment? You see, if you've confessed Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you will one day stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Just listen to a little bit of end time theology here. You'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. And of course, I want you to know that uh, (laughs) the judgment seat of Christ will be about rewards for things done in the body since you were saved. All right. That's what the scripture says. It's a judgment that will be about rewards for things done in the body. The records that will be subject to reward or not. Reward or not. That's the judgment seat of Christ. And um, that's something to look forward to, I believe. And of course, um, you know, will be from when we first, it will, you know, those records will be from when we confess Jesus as Lord. Our time as new creations. Now, the great white throne judgment, there's a little rabbit trail here, okay, just a little one. The great white throne judgment is for the unsaved, because there's only two categories. There's the quick and the dead, okay? We're the quick, and all the quick said amen. We've believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're the quick. We're going to the judgment seat of Christ, okay, and not the great white throne judgment. If you're going to the great white throne judgment, you're the dead, all right? And, of course, that's the unsaved. And, of course, we need to understand that because the wages for the penalty for sin, specifically the sin of unbelief in Jesus, there is only one outcome for that judgment, and that's hell, that's eternal death. bit of a, you know, just just getting it right. We're talking about the love of God here, but we're talking about the truth, about we can have confidence in the day of judgment. We need to be busy about building the kingdom of God which is helping people to know and understand that God loves them, that he sent Jesus to die on the cross of Calvary and so that, that you know the way into the kingdom of God is available for everyone. Righteousness by faith, our believing with our heart, confessing with our mouth, and then you know, moving on to, which is the best bit, loving one another. We get that truth, we get a hold of that, and we start to walk on it. What is at the very foundation of the nucleus of family is the security of knowing we are loved. And many Christians need a revelation of that. And then we can move on to loving one another when we realise that we're loved. Because we're to love with the same love that we're loved with. And I did a wedding yesterday, and of course part of my wedding message is about the three kinds of love. Storge love. Phileos love and, of course, agape love. And agape love is the unconditional love. That's how God has loved us, unconditionally. That's what we received. It was an unconditional love. It wasn't, well, you're not quite good enough to be loved yet, but when you do, I'll really love you. It's not like that. You know, it doesn't have, it's unconditional. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7 to 8 it says beloved let us love one another because love comes from God everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God whoever does not love does not know God because God is love what a great passage oh I get it now if I know and believe I'm loved by God I can have properly I can have properly love for others See, it's a progression. We receive the love of God ourselves, and then we extend it to others. You see, I cannot love you well unless I have a revelation of the love that God has for me. We had a love with the same love that we are loved with. Get a hold of that today and you've gotten hold of a great truth that should make a change in the way that you get around others. Amen. Some of us are still walking around with conditional love. Amen. No one saying amen this morning. No one raising their hands. Running down to the altar. (laughs) I reckon there'd be a few of us that could say, "Mm, you know, 2022, whoa, it was hard. It was God's design that at the very heartbeat of every family unit would be love and forgiveness. Love and forgiveness. Faith that works through love. Amen. Our believings are impacted by it. You know, uh, uh, in recent months, um, I, I have uh, taken a more intentional interest uh, in my family genealogy. And, um, and, of course, that's talking about looking at my ancestors and uh, all of those things. Um, I started doing some searches online. You can do those now and you can sort of find out some stuff um, I've just recently been driving Rosemary mad with some of the facts that I've found. She, <laughs> she's, she's been talking to some of the girls about how, you know, she dreaded driving down to Perth with me because she, she said, i I'd be telling her about my great, 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 you know, grandfather, William, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, and what he did with his life, etc. But, you know, I've been just really quite interested and I believe the Lord had something to show me about that. And I, I knew my mum was a believer. And, uh, and, and had recently been on a quest because my mother died when I was uh, a 13-year-old. And, um, and I found that out later, uh, just after I got saved myself, that she in fact was a believer herself. And a quite strong one too, and not just religious. But uh, i you know been on this quest to see how far back in my family genealogy faith goes. Wanted to find it. Family searches are, are helped greatly by births, marriages, and of course deaths recorded by the local churches going back hundreds of years, certainly in England, and um, I'm thinking that maybe I might even have some family that went on the Crusades, because we went, I got far back as the 1500s with my family line on my mum's side, which is really quite interesting, but, um, and during the holiday break, uh, Johnson and I took a drive uh, down south over to Ravensthorpe, I don't know if you know where Ravensthorpe is, but Ravensthorpe's one of those places downtown and uh, down south there, and between Esperance and Albany, where my mum's family were early settlers. And uh, I discovered in that visit that I had a great... uh, I have great uncles who fought and died in France during the First World War. I didn't know. No-one had ever mentioned it. And I I don't know why that was, but certainly it wasn't something that carried on as knowledge. So uh, I now have an appreciation for my two great uncles, um, Les and Claude, who both died on the fields of France... Uh, fighting for this country, so, and uh, and for the uh, the tyranny of uh, of war. Um, and I have pictures of them um, in their uniforms, and uh, and of course of the war memorial that's there in Ravensthorpe, 1919, and my great great grandmother um, officiating at that. Remorial, because she had lost such a, a, a dear cost of two sons. And so she officiated at the opening of the memorial in there in Ravenshorpe in 1919. And uh, there's a picture of her there. And As I say, I was, looking for that, uh, I was looking for that connection, that faith connection in my family that goes way back. I was thinking, because, you know, tr- truth is, you we have to wonder if someone's praying for you, praying for you, you know, the generations to come, praying faith into, you know, uh, uh, the children to come and great-great-grandchildren, etc. And uh, the Historical Society now owns the cottage, which was the first cottage built in the main street of town in Ravensthorpe, built by my, by my great-grandfather, George Dance. And uh, it's called Dance Cottage, and it's right next to the museum. And they bought it and, of course, turned it into a period uh, to sort of demonstrate what it was like back in those early days. And uh, I found out that my um, great-great-grandfather on the other side, uh, he built the hospital there So in Ravensall. It was really quite fascinating history, and of course looking back at those early days. And uh, I had about 15, 20 minutes to walk around the cottage. It wasn't going to take very long. As you can see, it wasn't very big. But uh, I had 15, 20 minutes, and of course... It was because I wasn't supposed to be there, they, the person who was going to open for me wasn't able to come because I was sick. But someone was inside and, they, and I rang saying, like, well, I want to get in, I want to get in. And she says, come in, you will give you a few minutes to go and have a bit of a look. So there I am waltzing around with my camera taking photographs of everything I could possibly take a picture of so I can research it later, you know, like sort of just lifting those screens and, and making them bigger. But you know what, I was so blessed. I found evidence of faith in the lives of my forefathers. And I'll show you, as I was lifting my camera and taking pictures of everything I could see, look what came up. Praise ye the Lord, you know. 1900s, and uh, up there on the wall. And uh, I was really blessed by that, to sort of see that faith was in there in my family. And uh, we need to go back to the covenant that God made with Abraham to see God's design for righteousness by faith is that families would be blessed by it. That God's love would be the answer to every dysfunction at the family level and individual level as well. Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3, it says, Then the Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your kindred and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who curse you and curse those who curse you. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And all the what? Families of the earth will be blessed through you. God's answer for fallen mankind lost in sin and trespass was not the law of Moses to keep us perfect. It was love demonstrated on a cross It was unmerited favour. It was sacrificial love. Amen. Let's make sure that truth is so, you know, uh, so indelibly imprinted upon our hearts that it's the thing that we think on, the thing that we remember, and particularly when we get around other people. Romans 5 and verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, it's that unconditional love coming to us and reaching us, Christ died for us, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Saved by his life, not by our good works. You might have some. Praise the Lord, but it's not by our good works that we're saved. It's a good thing to have. We, the Bible says that we're created for good works, but that's not the thing that you're going to stand there on the, you know, on the day of judgment and hold up and say, well, I've got some good works. I, I should be all right. It was the blood of Jesus. And I, I thank Jenkins for bringing such a good message again, just reiterating it was the blood of Jesus shed for us. God's answer for sin in the earth was not on tablets of clay. It was a son that would do the will of his father and demonstrate his love for us. Amen. Amen. And in the midst of trouble and difficult circumstances that this life, this side of heaven may contain, we should remind ourselves, we should pep ourselves up with the truth that says nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can. If we were not yet appreciative of the extent of God's love for us, keep looking. Never feel that you're failing. Stop God from loving you. Don't stop seeking a greater greater revelation of God's love for you. Don't stop seeking that. It's an ongoing journey for us all. The Apostle Paul talks about that quest. And I just want to a couple more scriptures before we finish. Ephesians chapter 3 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and the depth, and the height, To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Love is that sure foundation for our Christian lives. Jesus is going to dwell in our hearts through faith, not by the Mosaic law. He wants us to live by the law of love. And when we do, we walk in his fullness. And I like that. What? uh, John 15, verse 9 to 10, it says, As the Father loved me... I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And we should see that where our roots, our spiritual growth should be, is deep in his love. You would have seen the trees that didn't topple, you know, under the winds of uh, uh, that tropical low, the leftovers of Cyclone Alley, those ones are the ones with the strong root systems. Um, it will be the same in your Christian life. Where love gets weak, our foundation gets weak. And what we, we, there's, no, there's no substitute for, for that. If we don't yet know how important it is for God that we should know his love for us, let's consider one of Jesus' last prayers and last scripture. It was a prayer for you and me. Jesus is praying from the heart of God. Is there any wonder that the Lord wants us to do the same? Is there any wonder that he wants us to pray from his heart? And that, you know, our best prayers are those ones that are led from his heart. You know, John chapter 17 and verse 22 to 24, just a short passage, it says, I have given them the glory you gave me. This is Jesus praying just before he goes to the cross. I've given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfectly united, so that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them just as you loved me. Wow ever thought about that? That you have loved them just as you love me. You know that we, as sons and daughters of the living God, are loved just like God the Father loved Jesus. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, that they may see the glory you gave me because you love me before the foundation of the world. This is something that goes way back. You know, way, 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 way back. Before the foundation of the world, God loved Jesus. You know, it's mind-boggling. We need to know the love that God has extended to us is the same love that God has loved Jesus with. Now, there's a revelation to tuck in your heart and take home. That's a takeaway today. The same love that Jesus experienced even before the foundation of the earth. That's something to really boggle the old grey matter. But this helps us to understand what it means for God that we would be in Christ, in his love. Amen. That we would be in him. Praise the Lord. That was not the ping to say that it's time to finish. (laughs) That's the ping that tells me that Messenger is still on in my app. So... Rosemary, actually. Do you want to know what she's saying? Don't forget to tell them to love one another. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Look, I've gone a little over time this morning. And, and, and again, um, I just appreciate that, you know, as a church, we've got a whole year of ours, uh, ahead of us to walk some of these things out. You know, to again, just be reminded of um, what a great living God we have but what a great loving God we have he's so good so I'll just make that invitation you know why don't we just all stand for a minute we'll just pray and thank the Lord and then we'll dismiss father again thank you for this day and we we thank you Lord that this is the day that you have made and we will be glad in it Lord God we thank you for what you have in front of us in 2023 Lord, what you've been doing even just now, Father, this early part of this year, we thank you for it, Lord. We give you honour and praise, Lord. And we thank you also for 2022. But we declare, Lord God, that 22 is over, 23 is now, Lord God. And we thank you that you've got it all in hand, every part of it. And Lord, we just again, just walk out of here with great confidence, Lord God, that we walk with a living and loving God. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all.